Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition, the show that tried to mash up Tremors and Dune, but forgot about all those pesky rednecks and the sandworm boss battles. And Tide Pods. <laughs> It'll make sense later. I don't know. I think we just hurt Kathleen's brain. <laughs> weird but she before looks, we she looks very concerned at us nick this is oh there was there was something else that happened today i don't even remember what john said i'm sure he'll pop it into the comments mm. if it's relevant he said something and i just stopped and stood and stared at him with the what <laughs> do they still make you oh <laughs> something wrong in my brain guys it's all right also and... like i warned the energy drink is wearing off what nobody knows john we weren't john we're not even sure what's going on yet but yes there was comments about tide pods we'll figure it out don't worry i don't even know why i said it but i i was trying to think of the thing they used to kill the things in tremors we're, or was that the other one i think that was, was meth the, was it the first time that you heard <laughs> the words were when they came out of your mouth you didn't hear them in your head first no i did not oh, yeah <laughs> It didn't even uh, sound better in my head. It just came John, out. John says, I believe that your confusion was when I asked you how we knew Humpty Dumpty was an egg. Yes, because it's never said that he's an egg. And yet, in all of the pictures pictures for nursery rhymes, he's depicted as an egg. But it never says anywhere that he is. Well, you got me on that one. Also, there was a farmer had a dog and Bingo was his name But was it the dog or the farmer whose name is Bingo? I don't know, but the... the <laughs> It's a good thing we're a hovercraft train because the wheels have completely gone off a side. Hey, look at it. I love it though. Before it's we get it's a hovercraft, <laughs> Nick's like, screw this. I've tried this three times. We're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> no, you can't pick me. We need to say thanks to our show partner, Level Up Savers. All right, roll that beautiful nerd footage. All right. Well, that. I am sure that all of you are aware of the fact that it's there. It's in the link. It's in the comments. Go find yourself a lightsaber. And currently there is a promo code. If you go to Level Up, Level Up Sabers TikTok, you can find the promo code. Find the promo code. Buy yourself a lightsaber. Do it now and call it an early end of the year. We didn't die yet. Present. <laughs> it's still 2022. Yay! How oh, is it still 2022? It's 2020 part three. That's all I care Gosh, about. Gosh, that's really what it feels like. All right, guys, before we get into the fun, and we have some guests waiting for us in the green room, but before we bring them out, just real quick, uh, a good friend of ours and member of the show, uh, part of our FSF podcast family, Ben Riley, ha- who is part of our, our weekly or monthly, rather, uh, Star Wars RPG. He's been a, a guest on the, our live show so many times and also a, a guest host for us a couple different times is going through some struggles and we have a, a GoFundMe set up for him right here. Um, if you could please 
go to the GoFundMe. Him and him and his wife are, are about to lose their house. They need immediate shelter. And we want to make sure. <laughs> uh, no, John, that was a faux pas. Uh, it is strictly a monthly game at the moment. Um, but anyway, uh, we want to help try and take care of Ben and his wife, Mimi, and their dog, Josie. See, I got it right that you time. Did it! And I did that for memory. Y'all should be scared right now. Whoa. That was for memory. Nothing I didn't even write that crap down. Go well. So no, no, that that was peak Tim right there. That was peak Tim. Anyway, uh, please go to that link that you'll find it in the show notes uh, and also in the comment section. Give a dollar, give five dollars, give ten dollars, give whatever you can. It all adds up, and it's really an amazing thing we can do to help a really good guy. And also. If you cannot donate any money, please just share the link. The more people we get this out in front of, the more chances that we have to help Ben, Mimi, and Josie. See, I did it twice. All right. Uh, and as Jason says here, Ben is a great dude. Any Anything goes a long, long way. So please do that. And uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, and then also, one more thing. Before we get started, one of the guys that we've had on the show here uh, quite a few times, we're doing a bit of a, a promo swap with them. They're going to air a promo for us uh, on their show, and um, they're going. To, so we're going to air theirs, and uh, really excited to have this on because these guys have done so well for us, and they're a really big proponent of us out on um, on Twitter and everything else. So if you haven't already started listening to uh, Sci-Fi Remnant. I strongly encourage that you do. They're a great couple bunch of guys. We've been on their show once. We had a great chat with them about Galaxy Quest. But anyway, here's their promo. Check them out. Sci-Fi Remnant. We are Science Fiction Remnant with Giancarlo and Robert. And right, way down here in Australia. Bring your multipass. Enjoy our conversations, you meet popsicles. I love that even though it's a short clip because he does call us all meat popsicles and I really wanted him to call us meat bags for whatever reason, but you know, either way, just get a little bender action in there. But, uh, anyhow. Well, when yeah. you said one more thing, I, anytime anyone says one more thing, I always go to the Jackie Chan nineties cartoon where his uncle's like one more thing. <laughs> well, yeah. Or Columbo. Yeah. Just one more thing. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want ben. an FSF ad to air. Uh, Jason, you want an ad? We could give you an ad. You mean like this one right here? Hey, this is Sam Whitwer. Hey, this is Will Wheaton. I'm Armin Shimmerman. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Hi, this is Aaron McCarty. Hi, this is Mark Pellegrino. And welcome to the FSF Popcast, your home for the all nerdy, no dirty interviews with people in our sci fi and pop culture world. You can find us on your favorite audio podcast providers, Real Wise Radio, and of course, our YouTube channel. So yeah, we can. <laughs> We'd be happy to send that to you, Jason. <laughs> yes, I do. So I can show everyone that you get better guests. <laughs> we've got, we've had a, we've had a good run uh, of good luck. And so we're, we're appreciative of that. All right, so one last thing, and then I promise we're going to let our guests on, out of Jim. timeout. We're going to let them out of timeout, Go I promise. There. And we're so close. 
If you're enjoying the show so far and you think that you might even possibly enjoy it in for future parts of our conversation tonight. But wait, you have, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> if you, too. But if you act now. Um, <laughs> if you're enjoying the show and you think you might enjoy this one and future ones to come, please hit the like and subscribe button on the YouTube channel if you already haven't. Um, you know, we greatly would appreciate it. Helps our show to continue to grow. If you don't want to do that, but you want to buy us a coffee, well, there's the ability to buy us a coffee. Send us some money, and I'll be honest with you, anything you send us, we're going to send to Ben, Mimi, and Josie. So, uh, but yeah, so you have two ways to contribute to the GoFundMe. You can either send us directly the money uh, through the go the uh, the uh, the buy us a coffee link shown right there on the screen, or you can go straight to the GoFundMe and you can do it either way. But either way, whatever this money comes in, it's going to Ben, Mimi, and Josie. I didn't All talk to Kathleen and Nick about this. I just kind of... $9.99. No, I think, I think we're totally on board with supporting Ben, Mimi, and Josie. And after we finish support them, the money that you send us will help pay for the therapy that we all obviously <clears throat> so desperately need. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go broke. Okay. And the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Nick's like, just, let's go. Let's like, I'm done with these guys' tonight. crap already. <laughs> Sam and Anna from Growing Up Skywalker. Woo, woo. Hello. Welcome, guys. It's your you friendly sure local you Skywalker this? meat popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> you guys meat sure popsicles? you're ready for this? Because I think Kathleen and I are a little unhinged tonight. I can't be positive. I'm loving the energy in the studio Me. today. <laughs> Nick, yeah, you, yeah, you. Nick's trying very Whoa. hard to reel us in, and it's just not happening. When Nick is when Nick is the voice of reason in this, yeah, group, but I'm like going over here, and then I'll go over here, and then I'm like, okay, back to here. Well, no, let's go over here. Nick is singularly one of the most fun people to play Dungeons and Dragons with because <laughs> he just does not care. <laughs> so if you haven't if you haven't watched our side our Star Wars. Uh, D&D podcast. Check it out. Last session, Nick broke something very expensive that I built for him. You know what? You didn't necessarily build it, but it was my money. and I It was his pants money. <laughs> Look, the Don can do what he wants with his pants money. It was his crotch coins. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> my mother is watching this, Timothy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from, but it came. It probably needs to go back there. Oh my God. We broke him. I am the unhinged one. Right. It's been a day. I probably shouldn't be in front of a microphone, but that's all there is to it. Okay. So, anyway, but John, you're not wrong. The Lions have won three in a row, and Nick is trying to keep the shows on the rail. Yes, it is the end of the world. All right. So, Sam, Anna, take a moment and tell our, our listeners where they can find the awesomeness that is growing up Skywalker. And then I'll tell them why I love your show so much. Thanks, Tim. Yes, you can find Growing Up Skywalker on all of the major podcasting platforms. We're also at growingupskywalker.com. We are moving our way through the galaxy in universe chronological order. I'm the newbie. Sam is the veteran fan. Last night we finished the Clone Wars. I have not stopped crying. It, it's, it's a mess, but it was fantastic. Yeah. And so now we're caught up to Tales of the Jedi, which is going to be our next episode because it's still in the prequel era. But yeah. We're uh, we're basically done with the prequel era now. And so now it's only, what, one, two, three, four, five TV shows, six movies. And... <laughs> oh, sorry, and, eight movies. And a partridge and a pear. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it feels sometimes. Uh, whew, yeah, sorry about that, John. 
Uh, yeah. Sometimes you know, honestly, I've had to explain dead. worse things to her recently, so I think it'll be okay. And John is right. The end of the Clone Wars is an absolute emotional roller coaster. The last couple episodes in particular, I don't care. I've seen the entirety uh, of Clone Wars probably seven or eight times. And every time I get to the end, I know that when I get to season seven, I might as well just keep a box of Kleenex nearby because I will be crying at some point. I will be blowing my nose because especially those last two episodes, man, those are just soul crushers. It's right there. It's yeah, right the tissues, the they're, th- they're there because I need them all the time. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Uh, so I said I was going to say why I love your guys' show, so I'm going to do that anyway. Um, one of the things I do love about your guys' show, uh, just so you guys know, and, and the entirety of the audience is hopefully uh, is going to go out and check out your show, and you're going to get a whole bunch of listens, I'm hoping, from this, is that it is a nice balance between somebody who's been around the Star Wars universe for a while uh, but it's not a know-it-all and somebody who is uh, new to the universe, but doesn't feel the need to be right about everything. And mm-hmm. sometimes in the star Wars universes, there are people who are on both sides of the, the, the fence lines there who can't see the story otherwise. And I think you guys do a really good job of breaking down the nuances of, of each and every one of the episodes and make it relatable for both sides, both those who have been around and those who are coming into the star Wars universe. So kudos to you guys on doing such a good job and uh, making it such an awesome show and making it one. I, something that I get excited for every week. I'm like, Ooh, what do they got to say for me this week? So you are my favorite people to talk star Wars with. Oh (laughs) God, more freaking tissues. Unless I get Mark Hamill on here, then you guys could be like a close second. Okay. We'll be second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I accept this. Well, actually, I mean, third because I did have Sam Witwer, but other than that, <laughs> it's fine. Honestly. Third is a privilege. <laughs> so, but yeah, you guys have an amazing show, and if you guys honestly, if you guys haven't gone and checked out uh, Growing Up Skywalker, I think you're going to see a little bit of that tonight. And I'm hopefully not putting too much pressure on you guys, but just the way that they the way that they look at things. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, so tonight our, our whole point of the show is that we want to talk about. Uh, the show that just came to Disney Plus. Disenchanted. <laughs> I haven't what? had a chance to watch that yet. Yeah, no, Enchanted? I'm... Yeah, it's the sequel to Enchanted. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I got you. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, Honor has decided that she doesn't like singing and dancing anymore. They all Thanks, Tim. I thought I liked that girl for a reason. Anyway, uh, but yeah, we wanted to talk about the show called Tales of the Jedi, which is a really cool and fun show. Uh, there's some really cool things about it. There's some things I like. There's some things I don't like, uh, but we'll get into all of that here very shortly. But I thought maybe what we could do is we'll kind of take it uh, to start off. Um, I mean, we could go episode by episode, but that's going to get kind of boring. So, um, but I, what I thought was we'd start off with just a simple review of, of episodes one through six. Um, and we'll just kind of, so the very first one was called Life and Death. That's about Ahsoka as a baby. Oh. We should oh. probably say spoilers. Like, yeah, yeah there's lot. lots of spoilers coming up. Yeah, if you all. haven't watched, if you haven't watched it, um, we're no longer responsible for anything that you can or will or definitely will hear as we talk about this. Or all right, there we go. Listeners, we're not like the uh, the fifth and sixth episode happened after the Clone Wars, so in the uh, original trilogy era. So be aware of that. <laughs> okay. No, we're here. 
Sorry, I was what? No, I was adjusting a setting real quick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So uh, please exit the vehicle if you are if you are worried about spoilers. This is your this is your spoiler alert. <laughs> this is your exit. So that spoiler. first exactly. episode, it's, the the first episode is just Ahsoka's birth and being recognized as a Jedi when she's uh, captured by a enormous saber tooth tiger, carried off to the woods, and then manages to very cutely boop the tiger into submission and then it takes her back to her village and she's recognized as a Jedi. Incredible. Was anybody else yeah. scared for the mother's life? Oh, very. yes. Oh, yes. I was honestly thinking of Kathleen because Kathleen has younglings and I was like, Ahsoka's mom really went out there with a gun and a baby strapped to her back and just went out there to conquer the day. And I was like, this is Kathleen's whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's accurate. That is pretty stinking accurate. Like I felt like that bringing my daughter home from school last week because rifle <clears> season <throat> started, and driving home from school, she's like, "Did you know that only adults and policemen are allowed to touch guns?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's a bad question." That's <laughs> this from the four year old. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that, and I yes, and I don't know if it's because I knew it was a Disney thing that I was extra afraid for the mom. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. no! Yeah, Disney's track record with moms and movies is not very good. Bambi, Bambi, Bambi. Bambi. Oh, uh, that was like oh. eighty years ago. Oh, God. Cinderella, Finding yeah. Nemo, Snow White, Nemo. Yeah. Oh. All right. The mom right. always gets the the cement shoes. If you know what I mean. Um, oh. All right. So let's just let's just talk about this one real quick. Life and Death uh, is the name of the episode. Uh, you're right. There is a very large roided out tiger. It is huge. Huge. I, like that is a... That's a beefy tiger. Like that's a meat bag tiger. That's bigger oh, yeah. than even like a saber tooth tiger. It was 12 feet long. It was a monster. Sorry. I, I'm like a, a rock nerd, a history nerd. And when I see something <laughs> that is too big to have existed, I'm like, yes. Give me, more give me the megafauna. <laughs> <laughs> Not to Disney take this off stars. the rails even further, we but don't have rails. That would mean you were on the rails to begin with, Nick. There were twenty-eight mothers in Disney that have either that's died not, and or been captured. And there's what, like thirty Disney feature films? Oh my god, <laughs> twenty-nine. Yeah, in one oh. short film. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> All right, I mean, so even, sorry. Even in like, uh. Flyway Home and Black Beauty and like the the 90s like Disney not Pixar movies and yes I refuse to watch that but yeah no Disney has a terrible record with mothers and then of course you have the one off of Lion King where suddenly the dad dies but that's well you know in all honesty though it's it's a reasonable set of expectations though because based on on Disney's history but also the fact that Ahsoka is taken from her family at a young age I was as I'm watching this in my mind. I'm going, okay, this may be the impetus as to why she was, you know, why she's taken right. from her family. That you know, loss of her mother because it's never really talked about anywhere during the Clone Wars about her family, so to speak. Um, it's, there's minor references here and there, but nothing in, in depth. No, well, she was just taken from her family like the Jedi yeah. did with every little person. Exactly. You so know what my... I thought was beautiful was that we just finished rewatching all of the prequel feature films. So we just finished watching Attack of the Clones, where Anakin kind of force mesmerizes the uh, what is that in the Geonosis arena? 
It is the reek. The, the reek. Big, he, uh, rhinoceros thing with extra. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he hypnotizes it with the force, and then we turn around, and I thought that was pretty cool in Attack of the Clones. And I'm like, I'm sorry, baby Ahsoka did this at like 11 months old, so I'm docking you some points. <laughs> Not as cool as I thought. It was cool until the baby boop. What? You, you didn't like the baby boop? That's when it became adorable. I my problem. Okay, so my I have a very large problem with this episode. My problem with the episode is, in my opinion, it is completely filler, and it's designed here so that uh, Christmas is coming up. I'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing a lot of baby Ahsoka toys, and you know, and so I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy one. That's not the point. <laughs> Tim is anti-capitalist yeah, exploitation, I mean, which is probably why you liked the rest of the Tales of the Jedi, Tim, because it is very anti-exploitation. Mm -hmm. Wait, but, Tim anti-capitalist well, with his giant wall of Funkos? Yeah, for real. Always <laughs> Not true. No. <laughs> Meaningless consumerism. Tim, also keep in mind that Lucas made his billions off of the toys, not off mm -hmm. the movies. So, oh, I know. You know it's the I know exactly it's the why it's there. Rail. I just, if we're going to have a so a stories about Ahsoka's family and her time with her family, I would have wanted it to be something more meaningful. If Because these are the tales of the Jedi. I mean, it's cool that we got to see her forces develop there, you know, and, and that there was a spark there and, as a baby. And that the, the end of the episode is like Ahsoka is Jedi. You know, that's how it happened. And that's how she was safe and, and all these things. But it was more cutesy from the fact of the, the boop, which is adorable. I'm not knocking the boop. Um, and there will be an Ahsoka plushie somewhere in my studio here soon. I'm that's going to happen. I'm not, you know, I'm not against the capitalism, uh, capitalism. I'll say it right. One of these days. He's against words, but <laughs> why use many words when few words do trick? <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Kevin. Yeah, but, but Tim, just... it had me sobbing into Sam's shirt. He like turned to the left and I'm over there just melting into a puddle. I wrote down in my notes in all caps, not sobbing with an N. I couldn't see through the tears to spell it correctly. It just says sobbing, maga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you enjoyed it. What, what was it about the episode that you enjoyed? I enjoy anytime Star Wars is willing to give me a powerful female character, and I got two, and one of them was 11 months old. Okay, and I'll see. give you that. I have no complaint with that. And what I got out of it was I thought, I, I think it would be scary. I think it'd be really scary to be raising a child in the Star Wars universe, mm. and they have straight-up superpowers, and you just don't know what to do with this child because like if you have a if you have a really smart kid or a kid who's developmentally troubled you don't know what to do with them either but imagine all that plus they're like flinging tables and taping saber-toothed tigers it's really <laughs> scary but it does show how like the legend of the jedi would permeate through the entire galaxy aware of like this uh the old Lady Gantica would say Ahsoka is Jedi because she's she's heard of this. It's happened, not in her lifetime, but her grandmother's lifetime. Another person from the next village over became Jedi. And it's a blessing and a curse because then you have to give your child up, right? I think it was right, yeah. it was a beautiful way to say so much in so little, in like eight minutes mm -hmm. of me crying. Okay. okay. 
Okay, so, we were big. We were big stands of this one. <laughs> okay. I had not thought about the how terrifying it would be to raise a child in the Star Wars galaxy until you mention the you have these things. You have this this child who then has these extra talents mm-hmm. and having an incredibly intelligent, very sassy four year old on my hands. Oh, thank goodness she doesn't have the force. <laughs> well, I can think of is now I'd have have even cockier kids who'd be like. I will not take out the trash. So, you know. <laughs> or who just like grabs it and chucks it out the door without getting off the couch. And there's, oh, there's a that yeah. reason why we don't have the the tales of the families after Order sixty six. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, well that's devastating. That's, that's rebels. But... <laughs> we're gonna bring it down because <laughs> we're sad about Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Do you talk about well, this one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just hadn't thought of it from that perspective. So, you know, a lot of things that I see in, in Star Wars are, is always about perspective. How What's my perspective? And that's one of the things I appreciate about your guys' show is that sometimes I look at things through a different perspective because the lens in which you see it is different than the lens that I have seen it. So, but I like that. Okay, cool. So let's take the next two episodes kind of uh, as one because episodes two and three are about, about Count Dooku and his descent. Oh, and... And pecks for days, Padawan Qui Gon. We cannot ignore either. Yeah, he's he's ripped. He's got just yeah. the deep V situation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's showing off the man cans pretty pretty strongly there. So uh, <laughs> I had forgotten that Qui Gon was Count Dooku's apprentice. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. after Episode Two, at the end, when he actually says Qui Gon, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because he didn't look like Qui-Gon, didn't quite sound right. like Qui-Gon. And I was just yeah. like, who is this? See, my my biggest struggle with this episode, it's a very stupid struggle. But the fact that Count Dooku sounded more like Alan Rickman than he Oh my god! Drove yes. me crazy. Like, yes. pulled me okay. right out of it. Because I'm like, that's... No, I know that Christopher Lee and Alan Rickman are both dead. But I also know voice actors will study... The voices of the characters that they're do- doing, and I feel like they should have gotten him a little closer to Christopher Lee and not Alan Rickman. I, well, it's I the same guy who does who does it for Clone Wars. It's it's Corey Burton. Who, yeah, I wonder if uh, they were trying to age things because we do have footage of uh, Liam Neeson when he's about that age because he was he's an actor his whole life. Mm-hmm. We also have. Uh, Christopher Lee from the Hammer films in like the 70s. Right. And so I've I've never seen them because they're on like weird BBC nine, but um I'm sure you could track them down. And I wonder if he sounds more like Alan Rickman than 80-year-old Christopher Lee, who's Ooh. also Saruman and who's also sitting there with like, I killed so many Nazis that I finished counting them and now it is time for me to die at age 100. Right. <laughs> Did you well, know even at even at that, old... Qui Gon's voice is different because it's not Liam Neeson; it's being done by his son. It's oh. son. Was, see, I feel like that one was close enough. Like that one was a little yeah. more. Believable. Okay, and voices change over time. Yeah, especially. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't think about that though. I I do. Yeah, I could see where there might be a little bit of confusion, but I do think that they did try to age it back because of you know the fact that you know you look at Dooku; it's not a white beard; it's all it's all brown and. He does have two. that young Severus Snape thing going on too. That mm-hmm. made it equally distracting that he sounded like Alan Rickman. But now I kind of want to like 
mash Alan Rickman and Christopher Lee and see what would happen. So real I don't quick. think I don't think we can handle it, Kathleen. I just think ovaries would explode. Anyway, sorry, Sam. So the plot of this first one is uh, the senator's son has been kidnapped. Dooku as a Jedi, so not as a count. He's a integer. And uh, Qui-Gon go to figure out the situation. And when they get there, they learn that the senator has completely just destroyed his tax base. He's terrible. He starts shooting at the Jedi like a... Jabroni. Like an idiot. And then... Uh, because this finally, will go well. Yeah. And then finally, Dooku's like, I have had 100% of what I'm going to put up with today. And he starts <laughs> choking the senator out. Qui-Gon runs inside, gets the Ace son the who's been sitting there chained up. The son runs out and is like, don't kill my father. And then Dooku's like, you saved a lot of lives today, Qui-Gon, because otherwise I was going to go completely yeah. out there. I kind of thought that they were going to wrap up his whole descent story into that one episode, because as soon mm -hmm. as he started doing the force choke and he threw Qui-Gon with the force back at, into the barn doors, I was like, oh, saddle up, boys. Here we go. It's slaughter time. But how heartbreaking was it that then we see Dooku, who loves Qui-Gon so much and that deep bond between them. Mm -hmm. And then the next episode, he's on like the Jedi barbecue patio where they have their barbecues, <laughs> looking at this tree that his Padawan loved, yeah. grieving. Well, first yeah. is the, the I think that episode, was right? the fourth episode, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the third episode is uh, the next one where Mace Windu and mm -hmm. Dooku go to investigate yeah. a murder. And we learn that Mace Windu is very strict, very by the rules, very much following the decisions of the council. Dooku is actually interested in the mystery. They go to the site of where the Jedi was assassinated and learn that it was a coup by the local governance of the planet Raxus, which we later learned is a separatist world during the Clone Wars. And uh, they had assass attempted to assassinate their own... Uh, assassinate the Jedi to install a puppet senator, some complications. It Very Manchurian candidate. Yeah, yeah, it went poorly. It forced them to go to go with what they wanted. What mm -hmm. I really liked about these two episodes is we got to see what the Jedi were supposed to be doing mm -hmm. before the prequel era. Right. And what's so interesting about that is that it is that that dichotomy between windu and dooku is like what the jedi are supposed to be doing because windu is like we have to follow the council and dooku's like i'm not here on the behalf of the council i'm not here on behalf of the republic i'm here because i am a jedi i'm doing jedi detective work i, I am working i am doing stuff on behalf of the citizens of the republic Ooh, and that is what is leading him into a path of darkness is going uh, a populist route, going anti-establishment. Ooh. He was there on behalf of the DDA, the Duke you know, Detective Agency. Your Did you know that was his first name? What's that? Did you know that Duke was his first name? That makes sense. That's that's how count titles would work. Count Samuel. Oh, then I don't like it place. at all. Technically, so, he is Duke of House Sereno. Oh, yeah. oh! I thought the planet was Sereno. Count Sereno just kind of sounds like a hot sauce. So, I mean, that was probably a better choice. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, it is Sereno is any better, planet. But... Sereno is the planet, but he is of House Sereno. Maybe the planet's I... named after the house or vice versa, like Dune. 
I do think it's interesting too, though, that we see so we see different things in each episode two and three where where Dooku's faith in the the Jedi Order and his faith in the Senate is getting chipped away a little bit by a little bit. And I, and I saw parallels into what the the way that we saw Anakin's story, but of course this was a a much smaller microcosm of that because we only had the couple episodes here really to see it. But you see that that same type of thing where his faith gets undermined a little bit by little bit because the Jedi Council wants him to do this, but he feels that the right thing is is over here. And these two things are just not they don't they don't mesh. They don't gel in his mind. And so he can't do it. And, and so he becomes overly aggressive. And I think one of the, the, the final things that we see other than the, the next episode with the Sith Lord episode is the fact that he gets passed over for the high council seat by Windu. Oh yeah. yeah. He was very, you could tell just the way that, that uh, uh, Dooku's in Dooku's voice and the inflection of, of asking uh, Windu, did you know about this? Did you know this was going to, he's no, I was, you know, whether he knew or not, but yeah. Yeah. Mace was I love busy that. Council politics. Yeah, it turns Dooku into a mirror, I think, for Anakin and Ahsoka during the Clone Wars, right? Because you see Dooku faced with kind of the same uh, impetus that that Anakin and Ahsoka get. And as we know, and here's your spoiler alert, woo woo, Anakin falls to the dark side. But Ahsoka has kind of the same... Never. I know, right? Astonishing. (laughs) But Ahsoka sees people suffering too and gets really in with the Martez sisters and sees that the Jedi are Mm -hmm. supposed to be helping the little people. And she goes all the way over to be a servant of the light. So it's cool just to see all of our favorite characters reflecting each other. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, cool. So yeah, so that was the episode choices. That leads us into episode four, uh, the Sith Lord, and this is where we see there's the loss of Qui Gon Jinn this at is the, the hands of Maul. Yeah, <laughs> man, the cello in that episode is doing some work. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they pull some strings, some heart strings. <laughs> strings. I really. <laughs> What I really loved about this episode is it kind of solved that mystery of Yaddle. It's like, of Yaddle? We saw, yeah, because we like saw Yaddle. Oh, absolutely. In, uh, what was it? Episode one? Yeah, yeah Phantom Just, And then we never saw her again. And nobody actually I, knew. I agree. Yeah. I, I love the fact that we have, we get a little bit about Yaddle. And this is one of the things I love about the Clone Wars and I love about about uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels, which I'm, I can't wait for Sam and Anna to get into Rebels because the Rebels is so cool. Damn. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but also with The Last Jedi is that there's these couple episodes here with Qui-Gon uh, really are, are they're filling in gaps of information because, you know, and I know that there's, you know, there's uh, other writings and things about Dooku elsewhere, but on film, there was no other information about Dooku prior to, you know, episode two and just ta-da, there he was, you know, so it was, so for a lot of fans, it was very confusing of who he was, where he came from, why he was there, what was going on. But this, you know, retroactively, it kind of retcons the story a little bit, helps us to understand who Dooku was, why he was there, what was going on. Um, who Dooku? The attachment. Why Dooku? How yeah. Dooku? <laughs> Where Dooku? <laughs> Where Dooku? So real quick, the plot of this one is we are at uh, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon has died. 
Yaddle and someone and Dooku are talking about Qui-Gon's death, very sad. And they say there's a Sith Lord and no one believed that the Sith Lord had happened. I think actually Qui-Gon and Dooku are talking and then Qui-Gon goes away and then mm -hmm. we're, we're having Dooku's funeral. Dooku is talking with Yaddle and she says, this is why I left the Jedi Council, but he is not even going to Naboo to go to Qui-Gon's funeral. He's like really angry. Mm -hmm. He ends mm -hmm. up flying to a spot called the Works, which we've seen at least twice before. Yeah, it's where the, the Sith Lords do their culty rituals. Actually, yeah, so we've seen it in Attack of the Clones and we've seen it in season six. Yoda's journey. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's this fortress, which is like an old abandoned factory in the middle of Coruscant. When they get there, Dooku goes up to Lord Sidious. And, and he's says, like, you've gone too far. You weren't supposed to kill Qui-Gon. Kill whoever you want, but don't kill Qui-Gon. I like him. And Sidious says, you don't understand like the things that are happening. And now that you've deleted the Sifo-Dyas and Kamino hard drive from the archives, your part is complete. However, they are walked in on by Yaddle. Who Voiced is beautifully by Bryce Dallas Howard, if you yes. did not know. They Ooh. get into it absolutely bonkers fight, but Yaddle is crushed by the door. Oh! And then at the last minute, she pushes the door back up, falls in, crushed. and Dooku has to kill her in cold blood. Oh! Oh, my heart. And that is when he becomes Darth Tyrannus, Sidious' oh. apprentice. Absolutely. Wow, I can't even sit here listening to you explain it. It's, it's too awful. <laughs> So I do love this episode just from the the, some, the small fact that, you know, Dooku knows the council's not going to take him seriously and has not been taking him seriously about the, the Sith Lord issue. And then he loses Qui-Gon. He's mad all the way around because of because of this. He's mad at the Jedi Council. He's mad at Palpatine. He's mad at everybody. Yes. Use um, your hate. Exactly. <laughs> um but I do like the fact that we get to meet Yaddle and that we get to find out some information about her. And she's not just the weird puppet sitting over in the chair in episode one, that there's more to her. And I love the fact that she's talking normally and that it gives Yoda his own thing. And it makes me wonder now looking forward to, you know, season three of the Mandalorian, I'm hoping we get to hear uh, something out of Grogu. Ooh, you know, and it, Sam, I think, found out something about Yoda's speech pattern. Oh, uh, it was like a fan theory. But oh, it okay. Was that, because Yoda's 800 years old. And if you were to take someone who spoke English 800 years ago, every single vowel would be different. And sure. Like, they'd have four extra letters in their alphabet. And so the pattern of speech would be almost indistinguishable and it's interesting to think of someone who like carries on an uh, accent from their childhood because that's like a trope of like vampire stories and stuff you can tell when someone's like wow that's a real transylvanian accent you know? <laughs> it's like yeah well you know i invented the country a thousand years ago so i think the fan theory though was that yoda spoke the way that he did in tribute to his master mm. Mm. interesting Maybe you okay. did. Maybe I made that up. I think you did. Okay, maybe I made that up. Even the language one does make sense if you think about like the writings of Shakespeare versus common vernacular now. Nobody yeah. says thou that often anymore. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah. We use it all the time when we're not on. Thou, the yeah. thou art my podcast co-host. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
But yeah, that actually would make sense. So, but I do like the fact still that it gives Yoda his kind of his own thing. And I'm excited to see maybe what happens with Grogu. Um, and we'll see then if that's, uh, if that holds true or if like just Yaddle was the one off and she, she spoke normal, but the rest of the little green guys all talk weird. So maybe know, she we'll thought Yoda was really just a huge dingbat for doing what he did. She's <laughs> like, come on, I figured it out. Or she spent a significant amount of time doing speech therapy to shed her planet, her accent. From oh, her still unknown homeworld. Or Yoda's uh, a no, dingbat. Okay. <laughs> agree to disagree <laughs> i like the possibility of the dingbat theory and then like mm-hmm. behind closed doors she's like mm, stupid he is <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility she had to do it to get up get higher up in the world yeah the one thing in this episode that really got to me was when she was in that that doorway and it slams down. I was like, well, that's an awful way to go. But then in like the next like 30 seconds, she like is lifting this door up and I'm like, yes. Um, but yeah, it didn't last very long. And I was like, well, so, so when that happened, I actually paused it. Cause I want to see how much time was left in the episode. Cause I know th- these are all short episodes by the way. <laughs> and I'm like, I pause it. I'm like, no, she doesn't survive. <laughs> oh no! Deeply cynical. Oh man, that's that takes all the fun out. You know, I, I would I have liked her to survive so that we could see more of her. Yeah, but considering the fact that nowhere else is there a reference of her anywhere in Star Wars lore, at least that I could find, I didn't see it really happening. So I was just like, I don't think it was being cynical. I like to think of it as being uh, realistic. I'm a realist. Are are cynical and realistic really that different? I was intrigued by the idea of uh, how Dooku covered up Yaddle's death. Ooh. Because it feels like the death of a Jedi not in wartime is kind of a big deal. And then, ostensibly, right after this, we have Dooku leaving the Jedi Order to become a Count and then later on leave the separatists or maybe he just it seems like he might have just retired because Seattle says that she withdrew from the council to pursue other duties as well you know I would think so Sam I would agree with you except we saw Jedi Master Sifo Diaz his death went uninvestigated for 10 years his friend said oh yeah that Sifo Diaz guy that was on the Jedi Council what happened to that guy right yeah, well, you know, maybe that actually calls back to the third episode where if the council investigates something and it turns and they're like, okay, well, do we have to depose a senator? Yes, no. If no, cease investigating. Hmm. And that... But, but here's the thing. That's, the Jedis weren't exactly the greatest detectives, okay? The simple fact that they couldn't figure out that the the planet was deleted... And they couldn't go back through now that we know that it was, in fact, Dooku who entered his personal Jedi code. And, <laughs> you know, like they didn't have a track record of that somehow. Like, just, yeah. I'm like, it's Tim, all right there. It's it's seven keystrokes, guys. Come on. The younglings figured it yeah, out. But, you know, they open doors with like complicated screwdrivers in this universe. <laughs> so their operational security is not super great. <laughs> their Doctor Who moment. So I would anyway. totally love to watch a like a Jedi procedural. 
Ooh. Yeah, like like a one of those detective type shows. But with <laughs> like oh my god, we totally get that in the Clone Wars. Tara Sanube takes Ahsoka across Coruscant to be like mm -hmm. cool Jedi detectives, and I'm so here for those episodes. Especially because he's like riding his cool motorcycle at four miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we see him doing Ahsoka's cool uh, lightsaber little tutorial. Yes, let's jump Which right into that. Episode five, episode. practice makes perfect. This oh, do we have favorite. to? I don't Look know. At that that episode. Look so at I that need, segue you provided us with. I need to I need to preface this. We watched, uh, what day? Today's Monday. We watched uh, the Siege of Mandalore part two. Yesterday. Yesterday. And I hard paused Tales of the Jedi this one when we get to the scene during that episode because it oh yeah that last scene of this one takes place in the last episode of uh of victory of death yeah so yes. okay so this tales of the jedi episode is literally just opening up on ahsoka kind of season two season three ahsoka doing some kind of rigmarole in front of the jedi council she's showing off how good she is with a lightsaber and anakin her jedi master is like this is real dumb if you want an actual test i'm going to take you out to this remote hangar and i'm going to round up the boys <laughs> and they're going to shoot stun guns at you for 10 hours i'm going to take you out to the woodshed and beat you up <laughs> Like, just Anakin doing Anakin stuff. <laughs> oh my God. And it continues season after season until finally Ahsoka's all grown up and fending off the boys with her lightsabers. And then Sam slams on the pause button and says, uh-uh. And I was like, oh no. And then we watched Siege of Mandalore and I was picking up what he mm. was putting down. We see Ahsoka using the skills that she learned to mm -hmm. fend off the boys who are trying to kill her. You know, the, the thing is, I didn't under and I didn't understand at first. I'm like, this is a really stupid episode at first. That that was my honest got goodness take of it when we were just watching her getting shot with stun gun after stun gun after stun gun. And then the second, and I do mean the second, mm -hmm. they were standing outside the door. Uh she was standing outside the door with Rex. I went, oh my God. That's I, the only reason why she's alive is because Anakin trained her to stay alive. Oh. It was like everything right that second clicked. And it was like, it went from a stupid episode to a really, really good episode. Just that fast for me. I, I literally stopped watching the Tales of Jedi at that moment, like right after that scene. And I'm like, no, I got to go watch the other episode. Yeah. Just so I can like, you know, put that in. And oh, it slots in beautifully. It's like little spokes like, on a gear. Oh, I love that because it it, mm -hmm. it just added a whole lot more depth to everything in that episode. And I'm like, I agree. I agree. I mean, Anakin yeah, it, says the best way for me to protect you is to teach you how to protect yourself. And he did a great job. Yeah, I just... That whole that whole setup at the end, and as soon as you know they're walking in, and there's all the troopers there with wearing their Ahsoka helmets, and that just chokes me up again. And that's a very emotional end of the season for you know season seven, and then have this tied into that. It was just it's a beautiful mashup of those two episodes, and and to make sure that there's there's to see the reason for the tie-in uh, for this Ahsoka episode, and it makes so much more sense. Um, but yeah, I didn't like it at first. And I was just like, oh, great. It's just her just getting shot with stun guns. Yay. Oh, oh no. You know, go, Tim, guys. 
What I wrote down is that Anakin loved Ahsoka so much that he gave her something impossible to do because he wanted her to be able to do the impossible. And then right. she did. Mm -hmm. Right. But I didn't get that until I saw Rex and her standing there. The second that they, like I said, the second that I saw them there, it clicked. And I was just like, oh, this makes so much sense now. It was Q like, it was like somebody, it was like light bulb. Blink. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some cool animation shout outs there because young Ahsoka fighting with one lightsaber and then moving into sort of mid-series Ahsoka fighting with her two lightsabers. And then finally, we're seeing a season seven Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. We're seeing later and later Ahsokas. And as we do, she's showing off cooler and cooler moves. We didn't Ooh. get to really see those until season seven. But when we do watch her like in the first half of the siege of mandalore arc be a one woman assault party <laughs> onto all of sundari it's outstanding yeah oh my god how but, about jesse being the first one to shoot her in the tales of the jedi episode and jesse's the clone <laughs> that turned on her yeah. i mean right. they all turned right, commander. On her. it wasn't their fault but yeah, and yeah sorry commander. when sorry, you go back and watch that last episode in season seven there's a scene where Ahsoka is standing before all the fallen uh, clone troopers. And uh, over half of them are of the ones that were her platoon, mm -hmm. specifically, that had painted their helmets orange and mm -hmm. made the markings. I think mm -hmm. we closed the season on Jesse's helmet, don't we? Isn't that the, the helmet that Darth Vader looks at? In the final in the final scene yeah I think so yeah what's interesting though is time has passed between when ahsoka was there and when and or darth vader, darth vader. Anakin was there yeah and yeah all right just for time's sake let's move on to episode six resolve um oh. so this is set at the start we see padme amidala's funeral uh, procession uh, on Naboo and everything that's that's happening there. You see Ahsoka in the crowd, which, you know, that's another just yank right at the old heartstrings right there because that was her friend. And even though that was extremely dangerous for her to be there, uh, she made sure that she was. And I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, but she goes into hiding. She becomes a farmer on a planet. She uses her force powers to save somebody. And uh, the person that she saved, her brother was an absolute jerk, reported her to the Empire. <laughs> and uh, the Inquisitor comes a-knocking. So this, this is the first time that Anna has heard the term Inquisitor. And so in our viewing, this is the first Inquisitor we see. Ooh. Okay. That's who that guy was? He was wearing like a lacrosse mask? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. You so call that a lacrosse I, mask? That's scary lacrosse. That's, <laughs> that's a, a real scary mask. Your 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 town's lacrosse team should probably not be messing with There. You lacrosse? It's dangerous. Death but, uh, lacrosse. So this is loosely based off a novel written by E.K. Johnston called Ahsoka. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to or read the book, I prefer to listen to books. Uh, and... It, this book is read by Ashley Eckstein. So Ooh. everything is done in Ahsoka's voice. So it's really very cool. Wow. And it's got sound effects and everything in the background. So you're basically listening to a movie in the background. So it's really kind of cool. Um, but it's loosely based on that. And I wish they would have stuck a little closer to the book. But 
it is what it is. And they only had 14, 15 minutes to try and tell this whole this whole 200 and something page book uh, a story about Ahsoka. And it's yeah. It sticks very close to that, but I wish they would have been closer to the book, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I think Star Wars really is at its best with these little village stories. I think, you know, in a perfect world, I wouldn't have seen the Mandalorian, but Sam had to get me into Star Wars somehow with baby Yoda. So I've seen some of the village stories from the Mandalorian. And then I think some of the village stories in Tales of the Jedi are so beautiful because you get to see how the regular people suffer under the Jedi under the Republic, under the Empire, and just how the people continue to suffer no matter who's in power. Yeah. Uh, also, John says, Ahsoka uh, survived Order 66 because of Anakin's training methods. I don't think anyone would describe him as a good teacher, but he got the job done. For sure. And, th that and then one more note from John, and then I'll, I'll let you uh, say what you were going to say there, Sam. It says, uh, fun thing. The idea of Imperial Inquisitors actually comes from the West End game Star Wars RPG in the late 1980s, early 1990s. So they weren't part of the original story. They kind of came in later. Nerd. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, thanks, Google. So one of the things I find really interesting is how in this viewing of the Clone Wars, because my very favorite lightsaber fight is uh, it's the training fight in Rebels. But uh, I love them when they're short. I love a short lightsaber fight. The lightsaber fights in the Clone Wars movies are like 60 scenes long and it's bonkers. The lightsaber fight in this Tales of the Jedi, because the Inquisitor shows up, turns on his big Inquisitor double-bladed lightsaber, ready to go to town. And Ahsoka's like, look at me, armed with not but one fist. <laughs> and then she's like, by the way... Yeah. And a piece of straw I'm, on the other hand, yeah. I'm taking your sword. I'm taking your lunch money. I'm taking your life. And I'm kicking I'm you in the away. kidney. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you're just you're just dead, and it's yeah. got such a cool sound effect to see that that lightsaber slice and dice. But that is a very cool callback to the last scene in the first half of the Siege of Mandalore arc when she is fighting Maul in the rafters over Sundari, and she gets her lightsabers lost, mm -hmm. and there is Maul with his double bladed lightsaber, and they're standing on an I beam that's only half attached. And he's ready to take her lunch money. And she is like, hey, check this move out. And you're falling. Which episode is that? How, what move was That's that again? Phantom Apprentice. Yes. Season seven, Phantom Apprentice. Episode 10. I'm such a nerd about the Clone Wars now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Sam. What, what was that move again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Can you do that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> and and yes, John, they did get Ray Park to come in for motion capture. Uh, oh. The 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 fight between Ahsoka and uh, uh, and and uh, your favorite Darth character, Darth Maul. Yes, I just yeah. <laughs> you got too excited. <laughs> I did. I did. You but got yeah, so, you got Ben and Josie and Mimi's names right earlier, and now your brain's yeah. nothing else will work. I told you it was going to fail in the end. Uh, but yeah, so that's it's a really cool way to kind of end up the um, the stories of, of Tales of the Jedi there. But just real quick, what was your if you had to pick one, Sam and Anna, what was your favorite episode? I think uh, what's episode five, the training lessons. Yeah, I was actually going to go with that one as well. It's called Practice Makes Practice Perfect. Makes Perfect, yeah. Yes. And it is because perhaps because we're watching that in our watch through, mm -hmm. but also I find the tale of Ahsoka to be a little bit more compelling than the story of Dooku. I think 
I'd love to see Dooku explore it a little further. But the story of the Clone Wars, which to me is so much of the animation, is the story of Ahsoka. Even Ahsoka's arcs in Rebels, it, she steals the show. Yeah, she's a scene stealer Always. for sure. I will say Ahsoka's mom is also a scene stealer. So I will say that the first chapter of Tales of the Jedi is my second favorite. It's the whole Tano family. Oh, uh, well, her dad's kind of a jabroni, but like her mom is great. So <laughs> He dropped a rifle. He drops a rifle on the barrel. He's just fixing a roof the whole time. He's letting her mom do all the hard work. I don't Come know why, on. I mean, I, Deadbeat I saw, dad Disney is a trope too. I, I so. saw him drop that rifle. I'm like, this guy is irredeemable. <laughs> all right. Uh, what Nick, about favorite y'all? episode? Yeah. Uh, I also would have to say Practice Makes Perfect, the episode number five. It really made me want to go back and rewatch Clone Wars. And so I like have to go back and rewatch Clone Wars again. Because oh, no. <laughs> we need an excuse. Yeah. Uh, and Kathleen, did you have a favorite episode? Oh, <laughs> no. Maybe. No. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel bad after 50 minutes of talking about this that all of it was a little bit meh to me still. And I don't know if I'm still just... I was talking to John about it earlier today that I feel like I'm still experiencing a little bit of Star Wars burnout mm. where there is so much Star Wars content coming at us so often that I'm like, another thing? Right? There, there's more Star Wars to watch, which I mean, at the same time, it's the, there's more Star Wars, but... I get that. It's easy to burn out with as much as coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Uh for me, the my favorite episode, it's it's a close one between episode three and four, be, uh the, the the stories that centered on Dooku. Again, I like the descent stories and to see what were their triggers and what got them to where they are. And that's one of the things I really did appreciate about the Clone Wars is we get to see not you know, they try to do it in the prequel movies, but you can only put so much information in those. Uh, but in the, in seven e- seasons, rather, not seven episodes, but seven seasons of the Clone Wars, we see Anakin's descent from just, you know, it's it's clocking downward ever more so. Every mm-hmm. season, every episode, it's getting further and further away from what the Jedi, you know, tenants were supposed to be. So, and I like this with Dooku as well, getting to see that, what caused it, where, where he got him there, and and all those different things. I actually did like the 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 use of Ahsoka versus Dooku in Tales of the Jedi, having the the opposite angle. Force, the... force requires balance. Yeah, Ooh. it was very cool. <laughs> anyway, Tim does uh, Tim does his nerd dance. I love it. That's we'll right. I, and it, it's hard. It's funny too. Is like Ahsoka is one of those characters I've gotten. I have more appreciation for the more I know about her. Count Dooku, I've always kind of liked because i love christopher lee and anything christopher lee is in i'm like oh this is gonna be a good character but <laughs> to see their their yeah. their their arcs go in opposite directions was kind of fun all right cool. uh any hopes for future tales is there a particular jedi you would like to see have more stories told about them I would like for Shakti to finally get at least the death scene that she deserves because three of them were filmed between the Tartakovsky Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. And she never got a death scene and she never really got to live. So more Shakti, please. I want to see more Plo Koon. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Dave Filoni also loves Plo Koon. So maybe that'll happen one day. He's great. I I would agree. 
So there's there's two that I would like to see if we, if we're going to stay with this dichotomy of 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 three from the light, three from the dark. Um, I would like to see three from Plo Koon or Shakti. Actually, Shakti, I hadn't even thought of her, but uh, I that's actually a very solid choice. Um, and uh, and again, my brain is not working, so I'm gonna need your help on this. I can tell you who it was and all that. Oh, Casey, you're adorable. Casey. Love you, buddy. Uh, and we, yeah, Calamunde, yeah. Um, but what I was thinking was um, he's voiced uh, by Dave Fenoy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, not Saw Gerrera. Uh, no, uh, Umbara. Um, oh, Poncrell. Poncrell. Poncrell, thank you. Poncrell. Yes. Oh, what a choice. I, cool. Yeah, I would love to see more about Poncrell. <laughs> Because all we have in the episode is that he went he went to the dark side. Yeah. Okay, so what what caused him to go there? With like Dooku and Anakin, there are steps to how a Jedi goes to from the light to the dark. And I would like yeah. to see that. What's the what's wow. the descent? Galaxy's most hated general, Poncrell. What a what a spicy choice, Tim. You, you know what? I'm actually I'm gonna roll back mine and I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress. Ooh. Because they meet and fall in love in that book. Sam, it's a book. Oh, okay, doesn't count. <laughs> you I didn't sound the spoiler alarm for a second there. That was awesome. <laughs> like, like the second this camera goes off, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> uh, she, I love she it. She doesn't remember what happens two weeks. Later. I remember right. nothing. <laughs> World is the best thing ever. Sometimes though, like the, the I, uh, times, like even John will be like, "Hey, so I'm." gonna work on game stuff and i'm like okay have fun and i'll like catch a glimpse of what he's doing and he's like no you can't know this i'm like i'm gonna forget it i forgot about order 66 not once but twice so yeah it's kind of fun actually you never know what's happening in this brain <laughs> we learned something fun about pong krell when we interviewed uh who did we interview dave Fenoy. yes that's right that he based the voice off of Darth Vader. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool episode and getting a chance to talk to him about it. Um, you can kind of see his inspiration and, and what he was doing. Like they like in his mind, him and Darth Vader and Pong Krell were gonna be like, you know, best buddies and evilness. And so you gotta have the clones on your side too. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. Well, thank you, Sam and Anna, for coming onto our show tonight. Yeah, I love having you guys on. Always fun. We're not awkward. You're awkward. <laughs> and you know what was really fun was watching something that is like contemporary and you guys watching it too. This is cool that we're all watching something that like just came out at the same time. It's yeah, we, uh, we get to do. We've had fun. kind of FOMO for the last two years of our podcast because we're working our way through all of you know, some some older content, some 90s content, and now we're finally catching up and we get to talk sure. about things that are actually relevant to the <laughs> cultural conversation, and that is delightful. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Awesome. Is- I'm looking forward to work, seeing what you guys got coming up. So, 
Yeah, so we are reviewing Tales of the Jedi. We're doing Dooku's journey one week next week and Ahsoka's journey the week after that. And then Sam and I are taking a small break because we're moving in together and we Yay! just got new jobs. Yay! We are extraordinarily busy. Right we now. are we're just very busy, tired people. And then we're gonna be back for season one of Bad Batch. Nice. Oh, I can't wait for that. Congratulations on the new jobs and the new place and all that fun stuff. Thank you. We're signing our lease tomorrow. Yeah. Yay! That's where super can, exciting. Where can people go to find you guys? Yes, you can find Growing Up Skywalker on every major podcasting platform. If you listen to us on Good Pods, it does really help us to move up the rankings, which we super appreciate. You can also go to growingupskywalker.com. And if you want more Skywalker, you can find us on Patreon. Monthly memberships start at $3 a month. But I would also encourage you to drop some coffee money um, to the wonderful folks at FSF Popcast as well. Aww. She thinks we're wonderful. <laughs> she hasn't really met us for real <laughs> and you guys are the reason I've been watching Clone Wars again the second <laughs> that is a privilege thanks that's awesome I love it alright so last Friday our guest was the actor model and director Bo Roberts did we mention that he was an MMA fighter and wait till you see what his last fight song was Complete honesty, I am not making this up. The last song I walked out to before I fought somebody in a cage was Under the Sea, the Little Mermaid theme song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're like moments away from the take and uh, my tooth broke. Oh no. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Hi, this is Bo Roberts, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. Your home for the all-nerdy, no-dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. Still get that episode of FSF Popcast on your YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And don't forget, guys, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help, so please do not forget to click like and subscribe as you watch the videos. So that was that week. That was last week. This is this week. This week... Our guest is an incredibly talented singer who has gone some gone through some remarkable events in her life and is now making music, producing music, and we are so excited to have her on the show. But April, you played Maureen in your high school production of Rent. <laughs> like how the hair immediately covers the face. You're like, no, you know yeah, about you this. Our understanding of what disabled or chronically ill is is very I think narrow sighted, like it's it's very narrow. There's well, no you know, hey, for three dollars and fifty cents, I have spent three dollars and fifty cents on much stupider things in my life. Yeah. Uh, so how much are those funkos? That is not the point, <laughs> Kathleen. Anyway. Hi, this is April Rose Gabrielli, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. Your home for the all nerdy, no dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. <laughs> stretchy pants are the way to go yeah. wearing real pants is stupid and I just so you know I absolutely I absolutely love the ending of that real pants are stupid uh, I stand by the statement stretchy pants uh, she was a lot so, of fun to talk to yeah she is and we are so excited to have uh, April, uh, come to the show. April Rose Gabrielli, 
uh, wonderful musician. We now, Kathleen and I had talked with her on our other show, Pop Culture Addict, some time back, but we thought it would be fun to bring her back because she had a lot of new music and things coming out and bring her back to the FSF. Uh, so if you haven't checked out her music yet, please do yourself an absolute favor and check our, check her out. She's a wonderful musician. Songs such as Do You, uh, Bad Habit, and I Woke Up Alive are only a small sample of what this young lady is capable of, and her voice is bonkers good like she's just to use a a kathleen word stupid good uh yeah her her voice is amazing um i do have to provide you with a small trigger warning though if you go watch her video for i woke up alive uh, it's about her own personal experience uh with her with her own medical conditions there's videos of her in the hospital and if that is a trigger for you Please know that it it's it can I can't get through the whole video personally. I was bawling. I, I was bawling my eyes out. It reminded me a lot of my daughter's issues and when we were in the hospital with her. And so it can be very emotionally taxing. But it is. We had a nice discussion about uh, 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 chronic illness and things along those lines as well. Uh, but yeah, so check check that out. Uh, so tune in on Friday morning. You can watch it, of course, here on YouTube. You can also listen to it on your favorite audio podcast provider. And, of course, every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on realwiseradio.com. Or you can find the iOS app and you can listen to RealWise Radio there as well. So those the, are your opportunities to check that out. Also, the FSF podcast is not responsible for your purchase of chicken and a biscuit crackers. <laughs> That is very much a conversation that is had on that show. Oh my gosh. So. You know, it's so bad though, is I have a box of chicken and a biscuit crackers. And as John was working on editing the episode, I'm like, every time I heard April's voice, I'm like, Ooh, crackers. <laughs> oh, no. Product suggestion. Gosh, so. bad. <laughs> They're delicious. And I'm going to go. All get right. Them. Sam, Anna, thank you so much. Guys, go check out growing up Skywalker. They need your subscription. They're amazing. They deserve it. Go check them out. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for coming to the FSF podcast. That's going to be it for us tonight. It should be, well, I don't know where I was going with that, but it should be something. And so just enjoy <laughs> it. Okay. It's complete. It's one of those uh, make your own ending stories. It should be. <laughs> choose your, yeah. Choose your. There you go. Adjective. Okay. Adverb. There you go. All right. It's been a treat, y'all. Thanks. Thank Bye. Bye. Ciao. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSFPopcast or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact form. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.